Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I want to talk about a tactic for how we can handle times of trauma, upset and challenge, an idea that it may be better that we let it change us. And this advice comes from a podcast where I listen to a doctor who cares for the dying. My father-in-law recently passed away from advanced prostate cancer. For the last week of his life, he was cared for at home by his wife, his daughters, and a team of nurses from a local hospice. His passing was an inevitably sad time, but made a lot more bearable by the environment in which he passed and the compassionate care provided by such kindly professionals. Their vocation is to devote their lives to helping others, as theirs is coming to an end. Such selflessness is awe-inspiring to me. We were at his bedside when he died, and in the aftermath there have been many emotions and thoughts to process. In truth, I'm still working through many of these. While trying to deal with the hurt and support my wife and her relatives need to get through the loss of the figurehead of their family, I feel as though I'm searching to find some kind of meaning behind his passing. It's as though there should be some hidden message or purpose behind the loss that once discovered will make the pain subside and allow us all to move forwards while still fondly remembering the good times. It seemed timely then that this week I encountered a podcast interview with Peter Atia and BJ Miller, MD, entitled How Understanding Death Leads to a Better Life. I love how the universe occasionally serves up just the right thing at the right time. I firmly believe that this podcast and the ideas within it found me when I needed them most. BJ Miller is a human being who I admire immensely. I'm deeply in awe of the clarity that he seems to possess about the human condition and the grace with which he lives his life, bringing that knowledge to bear for the greater good. For all the admiration, I certainly wouldn't want to go through the experiences he's been through to get there. At the age of 19, in a moment of recklessness, he climbed on top of a stationary train suffering a massive electric shock and loss of both legs and one arm as a result. Ten years later, having recovered from his accident and after reorienting his life to study medicine, his sister took her own life, her suicide attributed to previously undiagnosed bipolar disorder. I shudder when I imagine what he went through during and in the aftermath of those traumas. Hearing him speak about his story, which I first encountered during his 2015 TED talk, it's impossible not to be moved. It's inspirational how he's moved forwards with his own life in spite of his personal hardships, but also in how he's established an extremely worthy and meaningful career for himself as a palliative care physician, caring for terminal patients at the end of their lives. Confronting trauma. What leapt out at me as I listened was an idea shared by Miller a tactic that has helped him to deal with the numerous traumatic events in his own life, and that is to let himself be changed by trauma, if that's the the most appropriate response. The clearest illustration of this in his own life 
was his instinctive, and as he put it, American male, response to the amputation of his limbs. In the days after the operations, he would joke, feign acceptance, and look for vague reasons to be positive about his loss. It was as though he was trying to kid others, and by extension, himself, that he was okay with what had happened, while bypassing the necessary grieving. It was only when one of his nurses got angry with him over his response that he allowed himself to truly feel his loss, and to let the sadness and the anger out. This was a necessary precursor to letting the true magnitude of the change to sink in, and to eventually rebuild his life. Fighting versus Accepting My own instinctive response to adversity is usually to do what I need to that I might recover to where I was before. It's about restoring the status quo, steadying the ship, and taking whatever action may be needed to carry on regardless. It's all about the stiff upper lip, and having the grit to carry on, rather than fundamentally accepting what's happened and making peace with it. My response is based on the stoic notion that while I can't change what's happened, I can control how I react and respond, and I should seek not to let the obstacles or difficulties knock me off track. This is probably a useful approach to a point, but only some of the time. Sometimes accepting and allowing ourselves to be changed by what has happened might make more sense. Accepting change. When something knocks us off a path we are on, the instinct is to accept the disruption, but to find a new route to get to the same destination. What if instead we were to accept that we needed to change where we were headed entirely? When we fail in the pursuit of a goal, the rhetoric tells us that we need to find a new way of achieving the same thing. Edison tried 10,000 different filaments before inventing the light bulb, right? Well, what if that failure is an indication that what we were striving to do, be, or create is nonsensical? impractical, or just not for us. Tenacity, dedication, and a refusal to accept rejection are all considered admirable traits. To admit difficulty or to seek help are often badged as weaknesses. But what if the adversity were to be taken as a prompt to admit that we aren't indestructible, that we have flaws, and that we need help? Sometimes the obstacle can't be overcome, or the damage undone. At times like this, acceptance is often the way. Life is change. In the podcast, Miller summarised his take on life as follows. Life is short. Life is important. Life is hard. And life is beautiful. Faced with such a life, how will we respond when life deals us the occasional blow? Will we honour the brevity of life by taking adversity in our stride? doing what we can to accept or adapt where needed? Or will we waste our time making the same mistakes over and over, or lamenting the injustices and the hardships, fighting the difficulties that arise? Will we trivialise the significance of life, pretending that it's only enjoyable and valuable when things are rosy? Or will we see the value in the struggles as well, taking them as opportunities to learn, grow and improve the world for ourselves and for others? Will we become so fixated on the difficulties and the inequities that we blind ourselves from ever feeling peace and contentment? Or will we see the world for all the beauty, positivity and opportunity within it? There can be few who've gained such deep insights into the value of life as those like B.J. Miller and the nurses who helped us care for my father-in-law. Those who spend so much of their lives helping those who are dying.
A willingness to allow certain traumas to change us seems reasonable and effective as a tactic for life. That's if we are to allow ourselves to seize the beauty and overcome the hardship. We need to filter out the challenges that are worth fighting and those which are best handled through acceptance. I hope you found that useful. And if you have any comments or questions, I'd love to hear from you. If you're willing to leave feedback, I'd love to see that too. And in the meantime, this is Toby Hazelwood with Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.